GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ. And joining me, lately as always, my direct-to-video superstar co-host, Hovercraft Joe. Uh... Hi, LBJ. I, I'd like to take issue with the lately, as always, as if like I haven't been on for the last like I don't know hundred episodes. Right, but I can't say as always because it wasn't as always. You came on eventually, but not right away. Right, I can't fine. say as always with anybody except myself. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let's Do you just, want me to lead just... in? I'll lead in. I'll help you, you on mean? it. We'll talk about the movie. Okay. You don't have to do, do it. I'll I'll do it. So we are watch we watched 2019 film called Triple Threat. And you'll ask yourself, what the hell is Triple Threat? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you the genesis of this movie and why we're watching it. Because there's a story behind it, believe it or not. There's a story behind the movie or a story behind why we're watching it? Why we watched it. Oh, I'm, I'm curious to hear this. Then. And I had a, we had a guest that was going to be on, and I had a reason. I had a specific reason for asking that guest as well, which is not readily apparent because knowing the person and what his genre of film is, it wouldn't be this. But there's a connection. I'm going to make it now. Here we go. So, in our Instagram, right, we have a lot of we have a lot of people who follow us who are action movie buffs. You know, we have uh, the Action in Action podcast. They follow us. We got, we got uh, lots of people who are like uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme fans, uh, a lot of Wesley Snipes fans. We got we got people who, who are really into the nitty-gritty of action films. And um, there's one person in particular, one, one, per, one actor who keeps coming up over and over again that I knew nothing about, and his name is Scott Adkins. And... Um, and it led me, I looked him up on, on Wikipedia, and it made me realize that there is a whole sub-genre of action films that we haven't touched at all. And that's direct-to-video. Like, we haven't done any direct-to-video action films, and there's a lot of them out there. Chuck Norris basically became famous from his direct-to-video films. Uh, and we've only done a couple of his films, but the ones that we did were actually theatrically released. Um and there's a whole, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme made a bunch of direct-to-video. Like, action films are really one of one of two genres that release a large amount of their films direct-to-video, the other being horror films. And that's where our guest came in. I was going to have a guest came in who is big into horror films. Uh, he unfortunately had to, he couldn't make it today. We'll bring him in for a different, uh, a different uh, direct-to-video film. But th- I was going to compare the two with him. Unfortunately, he's not here. Um so I went down the rabbit hole and I was looking at Scott Atkins and why he's so popular. And I had you before we started pull up um, his Wikipedia page. If you look at his credits, he has hundreds of movie credits, <laughs> right? And film credits, lots of lots of them. Yeah, and these are just the ones that are listed where he's credited. He does a lot of stunt work as well, but he is really at this point the biggest directed video action star in the world. If you look at his work and he's done big things too. Like he was Ryan Reynolds stunt double in X-Men origins Wolverine. He um, is a stunt double to a lot of different actors. Uh, And then he is in like, like IP man four he's in, he's in like the, like Jarhead three. There was the Jarhead movies. He's in the third one. He was in Dr. Strange. He was in Dr. Strange, right? He just pops up. I didn't even realize he's in Expendables two. You know, well, he's in all of these things. He's born, he's in Born Ultimatum. He shows well, up kind of everywhere, and I didn't recognize him. Well, and, and it's funny, you know, like, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but, like, you, you know, I I was very, okay. So, like, I can roll this into talking about my, like, oh, sure. uh, what, but first memories movie. 
uh, like two weeks ago, LPJ texted me and said, hey, this movie's on Netflix. We're going to do it. Okay. That's my first. So I watched I watched a trailer for this movie. I sent it to you. And I, I don't always watch the trailer, but I watched the trailer. And it was like when it was introducing the people, it's like, and Scott Atkins, like I'm like, am I supposed to know who this guy is? Like, right. like, like I was like, I have no idea who this guy is. And like the way the trailer positions it is that like I should know him as well as anyone else in this movie, or if not more than anyone else in this movie. Yeah, and that's what I did. Like I, I looked for, I like, all right, well, everybody talks about Scott Atkins on on Instagram and our in our other social media. I'm just gonna go to Netflix and I'm gonna type Scott Atkins. And that's what I did. And I came across this movie as one of the first ones that popped up. And then I looked at the rest of the cast and I'm like, okay, Tony Jaa is in this. Tony Jaa, international martial artist and film star. Uh, Iko Uwais is in this, the guy from The Raid. You know, Tiger Chen is in this. Do you know who Tiger Chen is? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Tiger Chen is the son of basically the godfather of Hong Kong cinema. Okay. And he is the martial arts master of uh, Keanu Reeves. Oh, shoot. I right. didn't know that. You got Michael Jai White in this, who we certainly love. Mm-hmm. Uh, UFC, UFC Hall of Famer Michael Bisping is in this. <laughs> right. There's all kinds of people that are in this. Uh, Selena Jade, who is uh, uh, like a character actor, uh, but she was in Arrow. She's Shadow in Arrow. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of different people in this and big name martial artists. And then Scott Atkins, who is... <laughs> who is kind of the genesis for me picking this and really getting into, I mean, we could do a whole series on just direct to video action films. Um, and at one point I was considering doing like a whole subset of that just on the show. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. we'll do that one day. I don't know. Maybe season three, maybe, uh, maybe <laughs> our, our, uh, our, our, our next 150 episodes will be a lot of direct to video. Who knows? Uh, but that's well, kind probably- of the genesis of why I picked this film. Okay. Well, that's, that's good to know. Cause I had no context. Like I said, you just texted me and said, hey, what about this? <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, no. But, okay, so uh, let's let's do a little bit of the numbers. Obviously, they're going to be a little weird because, like you said, it's, it's, so it, is, it wasn't released in theaters at all is what you're saying. Uh, it, it had a very small release. It had a, a limited release for one day only, March 19th, 2019 in the U.S., uh, and then it was released um, – theatrically in the UK on March 29th. So it only had two individual days where it was released in theaters. The rest of it was video on demand and digital. And, um, and then obviously Netflix picked it up and Netflix has had it since, since, you know, I think 2020, they picked it up. (laughs) Uh, Well, I have a release date as uh, February 28th, 2019. So maybe that's when it was released on demand or whatever. Um, Budget of $5 million. Uh, domestic gross of seventy six thousand, and a worldwide of three hundred and forty five thousand dollars. Yeah, so didn't make a ton of money. Uh, now this is curious: a Rotten Tomato score of sixty nine percent, which seems maybe slightly high. Maybe. <laughs> and then an audience score of thirty six percent. Yeah, and and that you know, I guess that's the weird thing, is it depends on. Who's rating this? That's where that's where Rotten Tomatoes I kind of get confused on is because is it anybody who's seen this movie? I assume, mm-hmm. right? So the people who are watching this are probably not diehard, you know, direct-to-video action movie fans because I know those people are out there because I see it. I see it all the time on our on our uh, on our social media. Right. No, and, and again, I don't know how they tabulate the audience score, but it is lower than I would, you know. Okay, so here's another interesting thing. Uh, rolling through these numbers, LBJ, uh, 2019. This is the first movie we've done in 2019. Wow! All right. So, uh, top grossing movies of 2019: Number one, Avengers: Endgame. Sure. Uh, number two, the uh, Lion King, the uh, quote unquote action. live action one. Uh, even though it's a bunch of animals, so it wasn't live action. Uh, and number three is Star Wars Episode Nine: uh, The Rise of Skywalker. So big Disney-dominated top three. Oh, yeah. And then this movie, Triple Threat, obviously didn't have a wide release, so it was not in the top 200 movies of the year. Sure. Makes sense. <laughs> um, now, uh, cast, I mean, you kind of 
already covered the cast, I feel like. I did, I yeah. Well, it. I mean, we could talk about the individual people that are in it. You know, Tony Jaa is obviously known for Ong Bak. Um, yeah. He's he's a martial artist, an action choreographer. He's a stuntman. He directs a lot of films. He did, um, you know, all kinds of... He's he's an international superstar in the martial arts world. Right. And he's in the Triple uh, X, The Return of Xander Cage. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and then like I, I should should save that for a sweet, sweet return of Xander Cage money. God, oh. stupid hovercraft, Joe, you idiot. Uh, you want to just do the numbers then? Uh, what like net worth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and if you have anything to add, you can just do it that way. How does yeah. that sound? Uh, let's start. Let's start with Scott Adkins. Okay. What do so you think for Scott Adkins? Scott Adkins, like I said before, you know, he is kind of the the direct-to-video action star uh, right now. He is the kind of the new Chuck Norris, almost. Uh, but I would say probably more popular. Like, as far as direct-to-video movies go, I'd say his films are kind of more mainstream. Um, it's tough to say. It's it's impossible to say. I'm going to go... I'll go $5 million. Uh, little high. $2 million. $2 million. Okay. $2 million. Uh, next, uh, what about, uh, Michael Bisping? Michael See, Bisping. he's got that UFC money. Yeah, that sweet, sweet UFC money. That sweet, sweet UFC money. Um, he's got that sweet, uh, remake of Magnum P.I. money. <laughs> he is in that. I can always tell when you literally have their IMDb page pulled that's, up. That's silly. That is <laughs> silly. Everybody knows, you know, he was in episode... Five of Hollyoaks later. <laughs> Duh. That's, that's such a everyone knows that. You know. Well, what do you, what do you think for Michael Bisping? What uh, do you think? He's made a lot of money in the UFC, so I'll go. I'll say twenty five million. Too much. Nine million dollars for oh, the count, poor, Michael Bisping. Poor guy. Count uh, not enough money. Uh, keep going. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, we covered it before, but what do you think for uh, well, Michael Jai White? One of you and I's personal favorites. Uh, I mean, that's spawn money. It goes a long way. We've done how many? I mean, like the Dark Knight. He's in the Dark Knight. Remember how he's in uh, Turtles too? Yep. <laughs> uh, spawn. Spawn. Because we haven't done as many. This we movie. S- we still have to do that like remake of sudden death that he made we do yeah (laughs) that'll be that'll be good uh i'll say five million three and a half million all right uh okay two more what do you say for eco us us the guy from the raid uh two million four million hey look at him he's like after because the raid was like his first movie Mm-hmm. He's made a ton of movies since then. Like he's yeah, in a lot I, of stuff. I um, where was I? Where was I looking? Um, oh, I feel like because I watched this movie on Netflix. Now Netflix is suggesting like that I watch a lot of other movies like this. And I feel like when I was scrolling through, there were a couple that I was like, oh, that's that's that guy. He's in like a lot of these like straight to uh, video movies that I've never heard of. Yeah, you, you know what else he's in? What? He's the hard master in this Snake Eyes movie. Ooh, I know. Theater, coming to theater soon. Yep. Um, so, what do you think? Did you t- did you make a guess for him? Yeah, you already told me. What what, what was it? You said four million. Oh shoot! Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I tried to. <laughs> space there for a minute Ooh, okay uh i couldn't find an accurate listing for tiger chen so we're not doing him that's fine uh tony ja what do you think for tony ja um he's been around a little bit longer i would i will say this i don't like to give you clues on this i was surprised by his uh i'll say i'll say 10 million yeah that's how much i kind of thought like for some reason, I thought it was going to be more, but like I was like, not like Jackie Chan money, but sure. I just from me hear about him, I was like, oh, he's going to be like fifty million, but it, it's only ten, which yeah. I mean, only ten, but you know, yeah, you know, honestly, he hasn't made that many things. Like he's he has a you know a, a robust filmography, but 
from 94 until now, he only has maybe 20 movies at the most. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, now, d- as far as like director, writer, music, do you have anything on any of these? The, no. the, the three? no, I don't. Jesse, I B- Jesse V. Johnson was the director. The writers were Joey O'Brien, Paul Staheli, Staheli, and Fang Jin Song. And then the music was done by Joel J. Richard. Yeah, the director was, he was a stuntman before this. And then he did, he does a lot of direct video films. And, and a lot of them are starring, you know, Scott Atkins. <laughs> now, uh, taglines, it's weird. It's weird that uh, usually I find them on uh, IMDb. They didn't list them separately, but then within kind of like the slim trivia that it had <laughs> yeah. for this movie on there, it said that the tagline for the US-UK home video release reads, The Expendables of the Martial Arts World, which eh, maybe is stretching a bit. Yeah, I would say so. And then uh, in Germany, apparently the tagline was, <laughs> Like expendables without retirees. Yeah. <laughs> uh Germans. Which is which is kind of funny. Um but yeah, I do, I don't really have a lot of other stuff to There's cover. There's not. This movie, like I said, it, you know, it's a direct video film, you're not gonna get a lot on it, and um it's relatively recent, so there's yeah. just not there's not a ton about this really I mean, really, the draw of this film is the cast and bringing all of these people together. You know, they're all they're all really great martial martial artists in their own right. And people who would normally be in their own separate, you know, directed video films are all combined. It really is kind of like the directed video version of The Expendables is essentially what this is. Um, Right. Yeah. So let's I guess let's just get right into the plot. Um, okay, so let me just, like, we'll walk through this plot, but let me just, like, I usually don't do this directly, but I will just read you, like, the first three uh, notes that I have taken down. I said, Lady apparently has taken over her dad's empire, slash company, with a question mark. Has a plan to take down syndicate, question mark. I am already confused. And then the, <laughs> the next one says, there's someone in this movie named Tiger, question mark. I, there's a lot of question marks on the first page that I have for the notes. Yeah, the, the really the 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 plot is odd and confusing, and I don't quite know exactly who's on what side. I have an idea, but yeah, there, it's weird. There's double crosses in this. There's all kinds of weird things happening. So I mean, but that's kind of like the main crux of the plot is that uh, I can't think of her character name, but the the lady that was on Arrow. Yep. She, like, inherited her dad's fortune, and he grew up in this city. I don't know what it's called. The country city? Well, city? Country? I think it's made up. Um, okay. It is uh, – let me find it. I had it here. I couldn't remember what it was off the top of my head. It is uh, – I'll find it. Uh, Maha Jaya. Okay. So she is going to – That's this is, like, where her father grew up. So now that he has – he has passed away. She's inherited the fortune. She's going to make this large donation to the city in order to help rid it of crime in these like terrible syndicates that have taken over. Yeah, the whole thing's overrun by um, organized crime. Now, the syndicates get word of this, and they want to take her out. But here's... Okay, so they apparently hire Scott Atkins' crew to take her out. But they can't do it without Scott Atkins, so the whole first part of the movie is them going to some, like, MI6 black site in the jungle to break Scott Atkins out of it? Yes. And I was really confused. I gotta be honest with you. Collins, that's his name in this. I did not make the connection, because when they break him out of that jungle prison, he's got, like, wild man hair and a beard. I did not, like, I'm so dumb. Like, I didn't realize that that was Scott Atkins, because I didn't know him for nothing. And then I was like, (laughs) when they get back to the city, and then I'm like, where's the guy with the long (laughs) hair? Like it took me forever to make the connection. It was like, oh, he just got like a haircut and shit. She was beautiful. You know, I will say this. He does look vastly different. Like with the long hair. Because you only see him for a second. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's got like short hair and a a very short, scruffy beard. Yeah. Um, So 
his team, which is like Michael Jai White and, and Michael Bisping and a couple other people, they're they get led to this MI6 black site by Tiger Chen and Tony Ja. Yep. Uh, and, and the guy from the raid is there who is a mercenary and his squad of mercenaries is running protection for this MI6 site. Yeah, that's right. But for some reason, he brought his wife with him to this MI6 black site. Yep, I don't understand that. Um, so she immediately gets killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaka, that's the guy Jaka's from the yeah. uh, in the movie. He he, <laughs> she immediately gets killed when they attack this. Um, Spawn, Michael Disping, all these people—they kill so many people at this site. Yep. They kill all these dudes. Um, they kill like the general. There's like a CIA guy there, I think. Um, that's when they break Collins out of the uh, Scott Atkins out of the cell. Um, he like breaks that guy's neck, and then they like blow up the uh, blow up the site, right? They blow up the site. Yep. And I mean, you don't find this out now. I don't know. Should we reveal it now? It doesn't matter. Yeah, you can reveal it now. So the two guides, so Tony Cha and Tiger Chen. Um, were hired as guides to kind of get because the, they know that they know the layout of the land here, so they are loose ends. So Michael Bisbing and and Michael Jai White and uh, Scott Adkins and that group throw Tony Ja and Tiger Chen into the cells and lock them in, and um, are going to blow up the entire, you know, MI6 black site so that they can make a clean escape. Right. Um, so uh, Jaka uh, ends up surviving this. He has a little exchange with is it is it Tony Ja or is it Tiger Chen that he has like a little 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 kind of mini fight Tiger with Chen. in the camp. Okay. So he survives. He buries his wife. He's really upset. And then like I don't feel like they explained it super well, but like the next scene he's at this like underground fight club kind of thing yeah. where Tiger Chen and Tony Ja are fighting. Um, and it's, some, gets, it's it's a definitely it's clearly like right after. Right. I'm not sure how he tracked him down, but yeah, he did. I don't know, but he, he and, tracked him down. And then he ends up which which one does he fight? He fights Tiger Chen, right? Yeah, he fights Tiger Chen because he watches Tony Ja beat some guy up, and then he gets in there and he and he fights. Um, he, he fights Tiger Chen. And I have a note that says, why is there a ref in this underground fight club? He doesn't really seem to be doing anything. Nope. Um, uh, I, was, <laughs> I, I was very confused at the beginning of this because my note literally says, Jaka gets in the ring and fights some dude. Oh, I guess he's fighting one of the dudes that attack the camp. Like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't make the connection as to what was going on. Uh, but they their fight is, as you would expect, between the guy from the raid and this Tiger Chen guy is really awesome. It's a great fight. Yeah. Um, uh, so then like he, uh, they kind of have a powwow afterwards. Cause he, something happens to the guy from the raid where they, they take him to their house. Cause he's like he, hurt. Yeah. He gets hurt and they realize who he is. And, um, they take him back because, you know, they're not, they're not bad, bad guys. guys. Like they didn't right. intend for all this to happen. So I take him back and, and feed him and kind of help help him heal up. Right. And that's where we get that backstory, like you said, that they were tricked into it and they were double crossed and they they want to get their revenge too. Right. And so then it seems like they're like, oh, well, we should mention that they're able to get all the other prisoners that are in the things out before the bombs go off. Right. I yeah. about that. They freed everybody. Uh, so then they're like, yeah, we're going to all work together. We're going to get payback. We're going to figure this out. And then, like, the immediate, the next scene is, like, the police show up and arrest them because because Jaka called the police on them. Yeah. Um, And, and like, so the the lady, um, Zhao Zian, I think is her name. Yeah, Zhao Zian. She gives, like, a TV interview. She's Uh, the philanthropist daughter. Right. And then, like, so um, the bad guys show up. Uh, Scott Atkins crew an attacker as she's leaving this interview. <laughs> um, and they somehow kill, like, I feel like everybody in her entourage, except the one security lady just gets wounded. But everyone who's killed and somehow she gets away. <laughs> yeah. And what's crazy is, like, are there not police? Like, the, the police do not show up really at all. 
No, except for when the next scene, when like 50 police officers get murdered in this police station. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Tiger Chen and Tony Jaa are at the police station, uh, because like we find out that the guy from the raid, Jaka, his plan was like, he wanted to draw out these guys. So he wanted, he, he's, <laughs> it's so weird. They're just like, well, he's a mercenary. He has a lot of connection because he ends up calling like the people that hired Scott Atkins and tells them that Tony Jaa and Tiger Chen are in the police station. Cause then they call Tony, uh, they call, uh, uh, Scott Atkins are basically like, hey, there's loose ends. Those guys you thought you killed, they're alive and they're at the police station. Yeah, it's weird. Apparently, apparently, uh, the mercenary world is very small. And, uh, you know, if you're a mercenary in this city, you know who to call. Uh, everybody's working for somebody, apparently. Right. So uh, they're like, okay, the, the lady got away, but like conveniently, like she ends up going to the police station <laughs> to try and get protected, but she ends up at the police station where Tiger Chen and uh, Tony Ja are. Yeah, and yeah, then, her, uh, her body card tells her to get to the Chinese embassy. Right. And then, so Scott Atkins' crew, they decide just to go there to take care of the loose ends. Right. Uh, but then there's like, so they go in there, they kill a lot of police officers. <laughs> I find it hilarious. I was laughing. The, the one lady, like her weapon of choice is that grenade launcher. Yeah. Oh my just, god! She's so many grenades and just blowing people up. I feel like that's not like a close range weapon. Like you wouldn't want to be like walking down the corner of a police station firing grenades at somebody right in front of you. But. Yeah, no, you you definitely did not. So, uh, can you imagine is, that? Like, <laughs> I'm trying to picture that in my head. Like, that's your weapon. You're gonna go raid this building. Yeah, and you've like, got a hold grenade get, launcher. Yeah, let me get give me my grenade with, launcher with no other backup weapons. Like you don't well, have a got, pistol. She goes ham with the grenade launcher at the village too. But at she least does. then it made a little more sense. Like, yeah. um, so there's a guy in the crew who's kind of like a big, tall guy that wears glasses. Big German guy. Him and Tony Ja fight. Yes. So him and Tony Ja they have a sweet fight in the police station. Um, and it looks like kind of like when it looks like he's about to get the best of Tony Ja, uh, the Jaka, the raid guy shows up and like shoots him. And then like uh, Tony Ja does a cool thing where he like breaks his neck or something. It's pretty cool. He kills him. Um, so he tells him to get out of there. He's like, hey, like, listen, we're still working together, but go on and get out of here. So they take off with the girl from Arrow. Uh, then <laughs> the grenade launcher lady shows up and they have a brief fight. And then I love that uh, he blows her up. <laughs> The grenade oh, launcher. And like it's so gross. Like <laughs> she's just like legs and like a little bit of a torso, and then the rest is just like like a blood spatter. It's yeah, so it's, really, it's so gross. I think her arms it, are still there too. Yeah, it's so gross. Um then we get a little bit of fight scene between Tiger Chen and Michael Bisping that's pretty cool. All the fight scenes in this are all the hand-to-hand fight scenes are really cool. They are. I will um, say this though. Michael Bisping is not a good movie fighter. <laughs> like he was, he was good in the UFC, but he was not, he is not good at throwing movie punches and like not, he can't take a punch. Like he can't take a movie punch. If you see him take a hit, he like barely moves. It's, it's ridiculous. He's really bad at selling a punch. Um. So, so they get away. The bad guys chase the three of them. We're introduced to this lady. Her name is Su Fang. She's like the bad lady who apparently orchestrated all this. And you're led to believe, maybe I'm mistaken, but led to believe that she's going to be like a main player in this movie. But she's not. No, no. She's supposed she's to be a- the person pulling the strings in, right. in, at the head of the syndicate. Right. And she's in, I don't know, two scenes? Maybe three. Maybe. Um. So then, like, Jagger's plan in this is so, like... I don't understand his plan, okay? I, I really don't. Because he's like, I'm going <laughs> to... Okay, here's my problem with his plan. Is that he's like, okay, he offers his services to Scott Atkins. Yep. He's like, you're, you're down, man. I'm going to help you find these guys. I know the city. They're, they're And I know these guys are mercenaries. I can work with you and help you find them, right? But, like, to what end? He just wants to kill them. <laughs> Yeah. So, so why doesn't he just like when he first sees Scott Atkins, why does he just like shoot him in the head? I don't know. Like I think he explains it like he wants to 
kill them with his bare hands. I think essentially is what it is. And he wants to pick them off one by one so that they know it was him. But and what like, they did. But spo- spoiler alert, he doesn't end up doing that. No. And, he, and even more of a spoiler alert, like we'll get into this more. I feel like he, Jacka is set up as the main character of this movie, and he's pretty inconsequential to the final outcome and what happens in this movie. Yeah, totally. He really is. Like <laughs> I mean, we'll get into it more when we get into the final scene, but I was like, that this guy, like, he doesn't get a lot to do in the doesn't have a lot to do in this movie. No, he really doesn't. You know, and, and I guess that is one of the things that kind of disappointed me. I expected more like hand to hand martial arts fighting. And mm-hmm. you don't really see that a lot in this. You do. There's definitely some scenes of it, but I expected there to be, you know, raid level. Right. And, and especially the raid guy, like he gets to the, the standout scene where he fights a tiger gen yep. in the, in the fighting ring. And then he kind of has the fight a little bit with the grenade lady before he blows her up. And then like he fights Michael Jai white a little bit, yep. but like, I feel like he doesn't get a lot to do in this. He doesn't, he really doesn't. And he's, he's great. Like, we we covered the raid. He's awesome. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe I mean like this is like talking. You know, we still have more of the movie to go through. But maybe this movie would have benefit from like, yeah, I love Michael J. White. Scott Atkins seems good. Michael Bisping. Maybe like the bad guys could have uh, benefited from they had cast someone as good a martial artist as some of these other guys on that team for them to go against. You know, maybe. I mean, supposedly Scott Atkins and Michael Michael J. White are that level. Yeah, I guess I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Um, anyways, so that's neither here nor there. So, anyways, uh, the three of them they they steal a cop car and their plan is they're like, hey, we're gonna get to the em- embassy because that's really gonna be safe. But that doesn't work out because they they had called in like a bomb threat, so the, the embassy is being evacuated, um, <laughs> which is surprisingly a smart move. Yes. But then, speaking of moves that don't seem smart, I like when they're driving away and, like, Scott Atkins' move is like, I'm just going to jump on the hood of your car. Yep. That's I'm like, it. That a, I'm like, that doesn't really seem like the <laughs> best move because he ends up falling off the car. This is where I had the note that said, I'm confused. Jack is pretending to work with Collins. It just doesn't kill him. Yeah, just shoot him. Like, he had so many opportunities to kill them. And my and and Michael J. White is onto him from the beginning. He's like, yeah, I was my next literally my next note says Spawn does not trust Jaka. Uh, uh-uh, not at all. <laughs> and, and also, I do have a note too where it's like, at a certain point, like they're they're chasing him all over the city, and it's like Jaka, the guy from the raid, who's who's working with Tony John Tiger Chen. And I have a note because they end up like hiding out overnight in this like restaurant that they yep. sneak into. And I have a note that's like, you know, why, why all this rigmarole at this point? It would be a three on three fight. There's three bad guys and there's three good guys. Why don't they just like have a showdown with them? That's what yeah. ends up happening. Or, you know, <clears throat> head to this, head to the Chinese embassy in the cover of night. It's true too. Maybe instead, instead, it, instead, they, instead they hang out in this restaurant. Tony Ja makes him some food. They drink a lot of beers, and they seem to have quite a good time. They given drink the a circumstances. lot of beer. Those are those are bombers too. Those are twenty two ounce. Like they're drinking a lot of beer. Yeah, but they're having. A, I mean, like I like they're, I said, yeah. given given the circumstances, they're having a good old time. Apparently, Tony Ja is a is a chef. Yeah, he was a cook uh, in the army. Yeah, and then and then like so they 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 devise this plan of how they're going to deal with the situation, and then they just like. They just call up Michael Jai White. And I'm like, wait, how do they have Michael Jai White's phone number? I guess maybe from when they were guides? Yeah, they probably, he's probably the one who contacted them. Okay. Because he seemed like he was in charge of that, you know, operation. That, that operation to go get Scott Atkins. Okay, so the, they, the, their plan that they concoct is that they're like, hey, listen, we'll give up the girl. Uh, we'll, we'll surrender over to you if you kind of like let us go, right? And give us yeah. money. $100,000. Right? Yes, that's that's the plan they can they they can cock. There's a weird scene for no apparent reason where they stop and see some like another like crime boss that knows Tony Ja and Tony Ja's like calling in a marker and to get him like a bunch of guns that they can take. Yes. And they take like a gigantic bag of guns and I think they both use like one. Maybe. 
It just seemed like a very weird scene. I feel I, I felt like it was like a scene where it was like a character. It was like we're supposed to know who this guy is. It almost seemed like it was like this is a sequel to a movie where like you know it wasn't, but you know what I'm saying? Like it just yeah, or it, it felt like. Odd, my guess is they probably had another scene with him in it some other place in the movie mm-hmm. and then they didn't cut it or they cut that scene and then had this one left over but didn't cut it for some reason. Could be. Could be. Could this be. movie's not that long. No, no. It's 96 we're, minutes, so. Yeah, and we're we're getting to the climax right now because they end up having a big showdown at, I think they say it's like an old athletic club? Polo club. It's called the Polo oh. House. Okay, the Polo House. So, like, they show up, Tony... Tony Chen, Tiger Chen takes like the girl in and they're going to do the exchange. Meanwhile, Tony Jaws sneaks around and just murks all these hired guns that they had brought in to shoot up. Oh yeah. Kills them all. Like, like they're nothing. Yeah. So it, it turns into a big shootout. We get like a, kind of like the showdown fight. So like uh, Tony, not Tony Ja, uh, the, the Ray guy, Jaka, he's fighting Spawn. Uh, it's fighting Spawn. Hell, you're just weaving in Michael Jai White slash Spawn. <laughs> Uh, Tiger Tiger Chen he fights uh, Bisming. They actually have a pretty good fight, and I love that it's not he doesn't kill Bisming, but he takes him out of the fight by hitting him in the face with a cinder block. Oh yeah, but that's <laughs> the fight I'm talking about where Michael Bisming cannot take a fake punch. <laughs> he has, if you go back and watch it, he's just like he's he's really bad at taking a fake punch. So, and this is this is again where I get to like the guy from the raid. Just like I feel like I wish he had more to do in this movie because he fights Spawn and it's okay, but he's he's getting beat by Michael J. White and then <laughs> Tiger Tiger like Chen too. Yeah, and Tiger Chen, who has taken out Bisping, shows up to help him out and kind of gives him a reprieve. And then he like kicks Michael J. White and get Michael J. White gets like impaled on like a railing or something. Yeah, that seemed very anticlimactic. Like he he. It was like a chair uh, or uh, uh, the railing of uh, of the stairs. Like it broke off and he lands on the sharp end of it. Yeah. So like, see a spawn? That's what my note says. Um, so then Tony, Ja, and Collins have what is like basically the, like the premier fight of the movie. And yeah. this is where I was confused because I was like, I thought the guy from the raid was going to be the guy like, because <laughs> he shows up to help him a little bit. But like it ends up really just being a Tony Ja Scott Atkins showdown. Yeah, it's weird because they kind of set this up as a movie about Jaka. Yeah, but he doesn't get to fight Scott Atkins really. No, he it's doesn't. So I mean, weird. Yeah, because Tony Ja ends up taking out Scott Atkins. Yeah, I don't remember how he takes him out. Uh, he takes him out. He kicks him off the balcony. No, Jaka kicks off the balcony. Um. I know. Oh, probably... oh, 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 Collins finds, uh, tries to shoot, uh, Xiao Zhen, uh, but long, but, uh, Tiger Chen jumps in the way. Okay. And then, well, that's, then him and Tony Jaa fight. Then him and Tony Jaa fight, right. And then, um, Xiao Zhen shoots him. No, no, no. He kills Scott Atkins in the fight. I think he kills him hand to hand. Then Michael Bisping, who's not dead, shows up. And he's oh, going to shoot him, right. and that, and then she like unloads into uh, Michael, Michael Bisping and that's kills right, that's him. Right. I just don't remember specifically how Tony Jaa kills Scott Atkins. I, I, I can't think remember he now either. Breaks his neck, or I don't know, does something. It's some kind of like hand to hand thing. Um, yeah, something. But, but like, it, it, which tells so, yeah. you how anticlimactic it was, right? So then, like, Michael Bisping gets shot, and that boss lady who I thought was going to be a bigger deal, but is not, gets arrested, and like. But why? That's, did, kinda, that's why does she get arrested? I because it I because they were able. To, <laughs> I don't know, right? <laughs> I got nothing for you because she gets arrested, and then they kind of sit around and they're they're kind of joking, and and then like that's the end of the movie. Yeah, we've reached the end of Triple Threat. <laughs> yeah, it's really. This movie's interesting. It's very interesting to me because, like, I felt like it could have been so much more. Which, yeah. and I was reading some of the reviews about it after I'd watched it, and they all kind of said the same thing. Like, there was so much more that could have been done with this film that just wasn't. And yeah. it had so much, um, so much uh, potential that it just didn't, it didn't live up to. Yeah, and I think that's my big thing with it. Just kind of like you know, not having any idea what it was, but then kind of being like, oh, okay, Tony Ja, he's a big deal. And like, oh man, the guy from the raid, like I was expecting like 
oh man, there's going to be some, like you said, like raid level, like fight scenes in this. Sure. And it just, just doesn't, I mean, there's a couple, I'd say, I'd say really interesting, good, like hand to hand fights, but like overall, like, I don't know. Like it's, it just, I don't know. I think I was expecting more. I mean, I get it. It's a straight to straight to video action movie, but I think just the caliber of the people, you know, some of the people in it, I really was thinking this is going to be something more. And I just, I, it, it didn't deliver to me. I, I, not really. I agree. And, and I don't know if maybe we're expecting too much because we haven't really delved into, I haven't, you know, I used to watch a lot of director video stuff when, in the, in the eighties and nineties. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, and, and, and they were all kind of very similar to the stuff that was released theatrically, but just like the next level down a little bit. You know what I mean? No, and I, and I get that, but I'm just saying if you have like martial artists of this caliber, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, like, right. that's what they do. You should be able to use, I mean, like, well, I don't that's think that's expecting at. too much. No, and that's what I'm getting at. My, my point is we haven't seen enough modern director video films. Are they all like this? Do they all have do they all have situations where they just don't live up to the hype? Because if you stop and think about it, John Wick was not a big movie. It was essentially a very cheaply made, you know, granted it had Keanu Reeves in it and it had some big stars in it, but it was kind of like a low budget action film. But it was done and executed superbly. And that's right. why it kind of gained steam over time and became this cult hit that eventually became a big hit. You know, are these directed video films, are they like that? But without that, like, cult following, without that extra steam, like, do they just miss the mark and that's why they fall away to become directed video? Is that why Scott Adkins is only in directed video films for the most part? Because his films are, they just miss the mark. Right. No, I mean, I, I, I guess you're right. I mean, we don't have a, a big enough, uh, you know, like cross section sample size to be able to make an accurate. I'm just saying, if you give me, if you tell me that you have uh, the guy from the raid and Tony John ja a movie, like regardless of if the movie's straight to video, you know, straight to Netflix, straight to whatever, like I should be like it should have some spectacular fight scenes in it. Yeah, you, you'd think it would. You're right. And I just, I, and I don't, I don't think, I mean, this movie has glimpses and it has some very interesting ones overall. Uh, it just doesn't. And like you said, we don't know enough about this subset, this genre to know, like if this is what we're getting into, but I'm just saying with those two guys in this, I would expect more out of it. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I want to put this to the fans. I'm going to say, if you guys are listening, if anybody listening to this podcast, you know, I don't know enough about Scott Adkins. I don't know enough about, the director video scene now. If there's like a top ten of like director video films we should see, let us know. Jump on our Discord. You know, name a few. Um, hop on, hop on Instagram and 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 shoot me a message. Uh, I'm curious. Like this has got me curious to see what else is kind of out there. Because if you look on Netflix, there's lots. There's so many films on there, and I would imagine. Uh, I would imagine uh, like Amazon Prime has a bunch. I would imagine, you know, there's probably a bunch on, on Hulu and all the other streaming Tubi. services. Tubi. You could probably find them everywhere, um, especially now. And, you know, and that's the other thing. Like this kind of seems like it would be the golden age of direct-to-video because there's so many streaming platforms. You don't have to yeah. see whatever the video store happens to pick up. Right. You yeah, know, you true. have access to all of these. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So, so fans, if you have any recommendations, please let us know. I'm really curious about what I should watch at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. You want to write this thing? Let's do it. All right. All right. You want to go first? You want me to go first? Why don't you go first? All right. Um, you know, like I said before, I feel like this should have been more, you know, I really wanted to see more of Michael Jai White fighting. I haven't really seen it. I didn't really see a whole lot of that. And he's supposedly great. You know, I want to see more of, you know, the guy from the raid, Jaka uh, fighting. I want to see, I wanted to really see him and Tony Jago at it in like a big all out brawl 
and see what they could do to do to each other. Uh, just real quick before you keep going, uh, another uh, Michael Jai White movie we did is that Steven Seagal one. Yes, I can't remember what it's called, but he was he was in that. He fought Steven Seagal. What was that? I can't remember. What was that one called? Uh, Exit Wounds. No, that was the one with DMX. Uh, oh, DMX wasn't that one, DMX but that was. Uh, oh, it was Exit Wounds. Okay, sorry, it was Exit Wounds. Go ahead. Okay, <laughs> I was like, was pretty sure it was Exit yeah, Wounds. It was. I'm sorry, I got confused. Right, no problem. Um, where was I? Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think, I feel like there should have been more in this. Um, I will say this though, like I get why people like Scott Adkins. I thought he was a great villain. You know, mm-hmm. I thought he did a really good job. I, I, I'm starting to really understand why people like him so much. I'm, I really want to see some, I want to really want to see some other things that he's done. Um, he's actually, he's going to be in John Wick four. He's going to have a, a more prominent role in John Wick four. Apparently I saw, I, I did actually see that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm excited to see that. Um, but you're right. It's just kind of like I felt like it was right there, but just just missed the mark. Uh, but it, it wasn't. It was not unenjoyable. Like I enjoyed watching the film. It wasn't a bad film. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna put it at a three. Three machine guns. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. Uh. I'm not that far off from you. Uh. Maybe you're a little bit more generous than me. But yeah, I just. I, I feel like it didn't quite deliver on what I was hoping for, what I was expecting. Um, the, some of the fight scenes are good. Some are underwhelming. Um, but it, you know, it, it, like you said, it's on Netflix. It's free. I mean, if you, if you know, it, it's worth a watch, it's not a long watch, but I didn't love it. Uh, I'll give it two and a half machine guns. Yep. That's fair. I, you know, I could certainly see that, <clears throat> you know, I, I think I'm a little clouded because I picked the film, uh, <laughs> you know, but um, but yeah, I think you know two and a half, three is a good range. Uh, and like we said earlier, if you want to recommend some stuff, check out our Discord. So go to GameZillaMedia.com or Last Action Podcast. Uh, just Google search that; it will pop right up. And uh, at the bottom of the page is our Discord link. You can join us in Discord, and we have our own dedicated channel. Uh, on our Discord server, and throw me some recommendations. You know, let us know what uh, what we should be watching. Um, and then also check out our Patreon. So again, Gamezilla Media down at the bottom of the page is our Patreon. Uh, if you donate a buck, you get to uh, v- have some votes on different things that we do throughout all of the shows on the network on Gamezilla Media Network. And uh, if you go five bucks a month. Uh, that's really the sweet spot, sweet spot because you get extra shows from all of the all of the uh, shows here on the network. You get the post credit scene from us, which we actually are doing two this month. Uh, we split up. We had a list of uh, the hundred greatest action films. And, no, the hundred greatest summer blockbusters. Summer blockbusters. I'm sorry, hundred greatest summer blockbusters, and it was it's a doozy of a list. And we broke it up into two episodes, so you get two episodes this month. Uh, but we've also got the Legend of Retro with their. Uh, their game shark episode you have behind the dm screen from noobs and dragons and you have all the other shows in the network as well um and patrons thank you for supporting us we do really appreciate it uh and we love hearing from you because a lot of the patrons are the ones that are the most vocal on discord and uh we love hearing from you so thank you so much absolutely well um anything you want to plug in particular <laughs> um the last action podcast sure um we are quickly approaching 150 episodes so not just quickly next week next week so make sure you tune in we're gonna do something fun for sure yeah to celebrate 150 episodes we thought we had picked the episode but now it's uh now it's in question we'll figure it out we'll let you know and well at this point of you listening to it hopefully we'll have officially decided yeah we'll see <laughs> I don't know. It's up in the air. But anyway, yeah. So, and I want to thank all the listeners uh, for sticking with us for this long. There's definitely been some of you that have been around from the beginning uh, that are chatting with us and are vocal on on Discord. So we appreciate uh, we appreciate you sticking with us for all 149 as of this point. Actually, that's just 149 regular episodes. We've had a lot of special episodes in there that don't even count as regular episodes. Like that's the true. stuff that Sphinx does with uh, with Deadite for uh, for Halloween. Yeah, very true. Lots so, yeah. of episodes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. What do you think? you think you should 
do some more uh, director video? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> wow, that was a ringing endorsement. Well, I mean, listen, I'm not uh, opposed to it. I mean, I, I think it could be interesting. I mean, I always see a lot. There's a lot on, uh, that I always see when I'm scrolling through Tubi where it's like Michael Jai White and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. And like, I'm like, I feel you like know, Stone Cold Steve Austin is in a lot of uh, straight to video movies. One of the production companies for this film was WWE Super Studios. Oh, so okay. this was partially funded by the WWE. Oh, well, that's interesting. But yeah, like, I feel like. Yeah, it definitely is a subset that we have not begun to to uncover, but we definitely need some help because if we're going to dive into these straight to uh, video action movies, I want to make sure it's the cream of the crop. Yeah, and this one supposedly was. I mean, you know? it wasn't terrible. It just, yeah, like I said, pedigree. I mean, I it just wasn't. Yeah, I, I think that's the problem is based on the pedigree. I thought there was going to be more, but yeah. you know. That's all right. You know what? Maybe we'll hit it out of the park next time. Yeah, maybe. I'll let you pick. Maybe we'll do a stipulation. Every other movie has to be a directed video. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if we can do sequels and straight to videos at the same time. I know. We'll kill our fan base. Or improve (laughs) it drastically. I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm not even entirely sure at this point. Uh, I'll let you know the feedback we get from Discord. Or you'll be able to see it, too. So. (laughs) Oh really? You're gonna give me access? I'll give you access to I'll give you access to Discord <laughs> that's open for the public. Oh, thanks. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But will be back. <laughs>